Lake Effect continues on Milwaukee Public Radio now. I'm Mitch Tyke. And I'm Joy Powers. If you're a regular listener, you've probably heard about Bubbler Talk, our new regular interactive feature. Bubbler Talk is powered by the support of Harkin, a Chicago-based media company that emerged from a project called Curious City at WBEZ in Chicago. Jennifer Brandell is co-founder and CEO at Harkin, and she joins us by phone this morning. Welcome to Lake Effect. Thanks for having me. So what's the big idea here? Oh, wow. The big idea is that your audience has amazing ideas and that if you give them the opportunity to give them to you, you can create incredible journalism and really bring a bigger diversity and more perspectives around your editorial table as to what kinds of coverage you can do to help serve the people of your community. Now, now people have been suggesting stories to newsrooms for as long as there have been newsrooms. How is what Harkin and, and in our case, Bubbler Talk is doing uh, different than just, you know, the, the run-of-the-mill tip line? You know, pitching a story is very different than asking a question. So a lot of times people will pitch stories uh, because maybe they have a vested interest or an axe to grind or they're particularly passionate about something which is not to say that that's a bad way to, thing to do. But um, when an audience member asks a question, that right there is a really great jumping off point for an assignment for a reporter. So if someone has a juicy question about Milwaukee or the region, you know, a reporter doesn't have to do the hard work of trying to figure out why does this person want to know? Are they uh, involved? Could they get money if we answer this question? It's really more of a neutral starting point. And um, also we found that questions make for really great stories. So answering a question uh, oftentimes is kind of a magnetic form of a story. Because even if someone has never wondered it before, who's a reader or an audience member who comes across it, uh, the very act of, of having that question go in their mind, they want to close the loop on it. They want to solve the mystery, too. And, and they kind of inherit that curiosity. So it's a really fun way of, uh, you know, illuminating your city with people's great questions that they'd love a news organization, people with the time and resources and skills to fact-find. Uh, to do on behalf of them. Well, and do you think it it causes listeners and, and people who might use this service, if you will, to, to think about how they're getting in touch with newsrooms in a different way? Yeah, that's definitely a hope. You know, for a long, long time, uh, news and especially radio has been, you know, broadcast medium where it's, it's pretty one way where you're sending information out to people, but you don't necessarily know them or see them or, or get a chance to really interact with them. This is opening up another door, another direction to let the audience come to you instead. So how have stations used this tool in, in some interesting ways? We've been working with newsrooms across the country, actually across the world. We're in eight countries right now. And we're seeing newsrooms deploy it in many different ways from, you know, getting kind of quirky, interesting questions that are human interest actually having questions that come in that result in investigative news stories that break news, even win awards for investigative reporting. And then we've also seen newsrooms uh, use this for events. So sometimes uh, pub trivia nights are a fun thing that can come out of this, taking some of the great, interesting questions, getting people together over a couple beers, and uh, you know, answering them as a team, or having town hall discussions. Maybe someone asks a really juicy rhetorical question that no one knows the answer to, but still it makes for a great conversation and a great time for a community to get together and talk about something. Uh, there are enough questions out there that it, it's, uh, I, I can't imagine that you keep tabs on everything that gets answered, but what are some of your favorites uh, from over the years that, that newsrooms have taken on? Oh, man. My favorites are always the questions and the stories that, that would never have gotten done were it not for this process. So this means, you know, stories that there's no press conference about, there's no necessarily good reason why a newsroom should be answering that question at that particular moment, but still it's something people are really curious about and wonder about and, uh, you know, fill a need in a community to have a context for 
where they live and how it got to be that way. Um, you know, just a couple of examples. Like I, I did this process in Chicago for a long time at WBEZ via a project I started there called Curious City. And one of my favorite stories that we got to do was what's at the bottom of the Chicago River? You know, it was, it was a really kind of fun question to discover and to report on. Ended up taking a kayak out on the river, talking to someone with sonar, and just really discovering a part of the city that we take for granted and we don't really know that much about. So there's no press conference for what's at the bottom of the river. There's no, you know, news tag to it, but it's something that people are interested in and really kind of enriches your feeling of, of knowing about the city you live in, being connected to it. And so you float that question out there, and everyone listening now wants to know, what is at the bottom of the Chicago River? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, uh, biologically, there are crayfish, which is crazy. They're like little lobsters and stuff. Uh, there are also a lot of stretches that are pure concrete because a lot of the river was actually man-made. And then really interesting, we found out from a guy who ran a sonar across the river, there are tons of dumped cars in the river. So there are a few locations where people apparently throw their cars in for insurance purposes, <laughs> and cars are stacked like 10, 12 deep there, which was something I never would have thought of. Uh, well, so we are calling our series here Bubbler Talk. What are some of the other names that newsrooms have given the Harkin platform around the country? Oh, there's so many good ones. Uh, Local Wonder in Seattle, Curious Lewis in St. Louis. Um, there's a lot of curious involved. Why so curious at WYSO in Yellow Springs, Ohio? Their call letters make for a really good uh, joke. You know, why so curious? In Quebec, in Montreal, we have Curiosité, which is like Curious City, but in French. Uh, so there's really fun things that uh, that we've seen people, you know, do with this in terms of naming it, in terms of the types of questions they're getting in and what they're answering. Well, we are going to get to our first uh, question uh, right now. But first, let me say, uh, Jennifer Brandel, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to hear what Milwaukeeans are curious about. <laughs>